0: Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favor and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this After Lodge banter.
1: Welcome to episode 232 of the After Lodge podcast. This is After Lodge Harlan. Hunkered down and freezing in the dungeon that is my basement. Uh, It turns out I have some insulation work to do. I can't touch anything because you you guys know how when it gets really cold, like static electricity builds up, so you can't touch any electronics. That's a real Um, thing? Oh, I hate that. Yeah. Yeah, So I thought that was a
2: joke.
1: I'm relying on my partner in crime, worshipless producer Bruce, to push the dials this evening. Say hello, Bruce.
3: Good evening. Fortunately, I've only got one dial. I'm all over it.
1: <laughs> we have uh, Sir John, the Templar sensation, soon to be uh, patriarch of something. I, I don't know. We'll get into that later. Uh, we have Scotty from the block. Hey, everybody. We've got Big Jeff. Hello. And no Tony. Figured Tony would want to be here for this because you know there's somebody involved with like legitimate religion so on that note uh our guest of honor this evening is uh none other than monsignor brother scott Rosbach, who is uh from the apostolic yoanite church the same outfit that thought it was somehow acceptable to accept john as a member um so you're here to explain yourself hey sir
4: you bet. I'm actually one of the people that voted on him positively, so I'm happy to explain. Oh. <laughs> <But> it's <laughs> nice to be here with you all.
1: Thanks. No, thank you for uh coming to Thanks hang for out with us. Really. Uh, yeah. It's gonna gonna be a fun it's gonna be a fun one.
3: I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Last time we had uh Father Anthony Sylvia on and it was a very uh very popular show. The the, the listeners I enjoyed really that, one, that one, so I'm hoping this
1: is a uh
4: He's far more charismatic than I am.
1: <laughs> well, it, was, it was fun because that was the first time I had ever heard of the AJC, and then I started talking about it in other circles. And there's a lot of there's a lot of masons in your church.
4: Yes, there are. There are a lot of masons in our church, uh, and in fact, masonry is how I found the church back in 2006. I was a uh, brand-new mason and starting to run around and look at all the different esoteric things. And uh, what I ended up doing is finding out that the Joanites had a Templar order back in the 1800s. And I was like, oh, I wonder if these guys are still around. But I googled the, the name, and lo and behold, I found the church.
3: Sure enough, still Ooh. around. The rest is history. There's another
1: church that started in the 19th century with some Freemasons, and I understand they're a little bit different than yours. Uh, I'm, of course, referring to the uh, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints.
4: That's true. Um, so, yes, so is... they, they were a little later.
1: Okay, so not the same. same thing.
4: Not the same thing at all. Joseph Smith was an interesting fellow, and uh, <laughs> did not, uh, but has no right relationship to us other than some masonry.
5: Yeah, Harlan. Okay. If that was the case, we know I make a very bad Mormon. Just
1: well, I was, I'm going to assume that you make a bad any sort of doctrine religion thing, John. That's that's what I love about you.
4: Yeah, that stuff, but fair oh but but that's the great thing about the AJC is that our doctrine fits on one page so
1: yeah, I noticed that i uh, I was doing my show prep that I extensively do before every show um, and I scoured <laughs> through
2: <laughs>
1: the introduction page of the AJC website.
3: Wow. I do uh, at least as much as Harlan, if not double
1: there was there's a lot of <laughs> linguistic overlap between uh, between what's on your website. And this little black book I keep on my desk that is uh, not – it's not a Bible, by the way. It's our monitor. So um, that was fascinating, too. Uh, there's a lot of the uh, terminology uh,
4: what, overlap. What's your monitor? I'm sorry. I don't so know. So there's,
1: there's a lot of terminology yeah. overlap yeah. Yeah. on uh, yeah. on the AJC website and my uh, my Masonic monitor. I thought that was interesting. Uh-huh.
4: that's definitely true
1: yes yeah. so um what what is there to know about us bruce we are uh we're from a backwater lodge in uh western pennsylvania pennsylvania not pennsylvania at all uh we got called out on that last episode <laughs> by a guy from western pennsylvania uh <laughs> yep yep so it's, it's 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 the
3: deep west you wouldn't know about it
1: it's so deep <laughs> That, uh, yeah anyway
2: it's
1: in a different state. so we're So uh, we're at that's I, I don't actually know what else to say about us uh, bruce bruce delivers milk to uh old ladies rain hail sleet or snow yeah uh, no
3: i'm a i'm a mailman been doing that 14 years now love it
1: jeff works uh in propane and propane accessories
6: also the accessories um All right.
1: scotty uh showers with firearms teaches martial arts, and uh, does special massages.
0: I am a licensed <laughs> Those massage are all his therapist. Qualifications. I am a licensed I, massage I therapist, and the gun is outside of the shower, Okay. for the record.
4: Well, Scotty, we might have to introduce you to uh, our Reverend Deacon Brian Garner at some point. He, uh, You two sound like you'd be up the same alley. <laughs> He's also a
0: legitimate ninja.
1: <laughs> oh
0: all of my uh, various certifications.
1: Great. Uh, And then John is... uh, Well, you know all about John. Y'all aren't strangers. Oh, yeah. I
4: know all about John. As for myself,
1: (laughs) I'm I'm a a Lodge secretary and that's... Well, that's... At the moment, that's that's like my entire world because I just sent out Dues notices after we raised our dues about Huzzah. 60-something percent, so that's that's the world I've been living hey, in. Yeah.
0: You're going to submit uh, your receipt for reimbursement, right?
1: No. No. I don't I don't get reimbursed.
3: Have you never been to Park? No, oh, I have. I'm you're just you're teasing, teasing Arlon. Not for life.
5: Mad at, you,
4: mad at you for being an attorney. If you, you do guys, a good job, then you end up being Lodge Secretary for Life. I know that's how it goes.
1: No, you guys met our next Lodge Secretary before the show started. He was uh he was hanging out down here with me. He's my escape <laughs> plan.
4: Pass the, pass the torch. Yeah. In fact, the whole reason he was
1: down here is I have him help me uh stuff envelopes and sign things. I'm I'm grooming him.
2: <laughs> so job.
1: we have a uh Mr. Swampy in the, the YouTube setup. Um does anybody Apparently No I the link sloppy. on Discord. Yeah. Is that, the, is that the guy from Candyland? I don't know. I
0: shared I shared it on the uh Hello, our Swampy. Freemasonry Discord and I shared it with a couple of local guys.
1: I see. So uh that would be why. The After Lodge podcast has no presence on Discord, Scotty. We've been protesting because Soulfire still owes me a lap dance. We've been over this.
0: I'm just posting
3: the link. All right. Somebody's got to do it.
1: Well, we we generally Bro, don't. That
3: lap dance has expired. That was a that was a free coupon. It had to have had like a one year limit. Maybe three, not ten.
1: Oh. Lap dances never expire amongst the brethren, Bruce. Never.
5: <laughs> yeah.
1: I remember that if I ever go down to Australia. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. Uh... <clears throat> So Scott, are you are you familiar with John's um, admirers across the pond? He is Uh, he is very popular amongst our Aussie brethren. Mm. Yeah. Very popular. I I live in
5: the towel. I have some uh, fans. I have to entertain. It scares me
1: to death. like like borderline creepy cuz it's all sexually charged messages and you can't tell if they're joking or not about <laughs> how we want to see the Oh, uh, John. Well, he's not. But I can no tell. Not, but it's fun.
4: <laughs> <laughs> they're Australians. It's it's a whole different thing.
1: Yes. So uh if you were planning on sending him on any missions to Australia, yeah.
4: Mission. I'll make sure the bishop keeps a close eye <laughs> on you guys. Out. Do you guys
1: do yeah. missions? Is that a
4: Not really. Jason we thing? we We have something called a mission, but it's basically, hey, we want an AJC presence in our town, but we don't have a cleric. Okay. You're a mission, and somebody (laughs) will come visit you and do service.
1: Okay. So uh, Western Pennsylvania could probably use one of those.
4: Pennsylvania has a pretty decent presence at State College. I mean, we have a narthex there.
1: Further west.
4: And we used to have one in in, uh, Harrisburg, but uh, we still have a presence in Harrisburg. It's just kind of quiet. Hmm. Further Uh, uh,
1: west. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Further west, got it.
6: There there is a closer one to us, but I won't say it on the air. (laughs) And it's not in Pennsylvania.
1: So I'm fascinated by this. uh, Like, the more I learn about your congregation, the more I'm shocked that until we met Brother Sylvia, I had never heard of it. I like to think of myself as, like, semi-educated in religion, and I, I don't know how I missed this one. Where has this been on my head?
4: Unless you're looking for us, it's very hard to find us. We are very, very small. <clears throat> I mean, we're big for an ISM church, but compared to something like the Lutherans, we are just a speck. Um, so... More often than not, when you hear about a denomination, even a Gnostic denomination, you're going to hear about the Ecclesia Gnostica first. And then we're probably going to be the next in line. Or maybe the Ecclesia Gnostic Catholica with the OTO.
3: You say that, but oddly enough, we keep bumping into you.
4: That is my goal. I am trying to get the outreach out there. Well, there you go.
1: Are you sure that's we're, wise? Third. Because didn't Bruce's people like kill all of you once already? And
4: what? Who's Bruce's people? So uh,
1: didn't the Romans like kill all of the Gnostics quite some time ago? No. <laughs> well, clearly not. Some of you made no. it, but.
4: Uh, I think we talked about, or I think I heard you and Tony talk about this: that Gnosticism isn't really a, an organized thing; it's a thread. And so that thread runs through all kinds of things. Um, <clears throat> so I I can't say that the Romans actually did anything to kill us off because we deal with a very specific spiritual experience. We don't deal with the common run-of-the-mill, oh, I want to worship God kind of thing. We deal with people who have the divine intrude into their life. Sure. So, so, huh.
1: so maybe I'm... Um... Am I confusing the Gnostics in the sense of, you know, the early Christians before Constantine and all of that happened?
4: Well, with... yeah. I mean, the Gnostics were part of that, okay. but the early Christians were also another group. I mean, there's there's different levels of spiritual experience. And, I mean, the, the Christians and the Valentinian Christians especially <clears throat> really emphasized a mystical experience, but not everybody did. Um, so... It was part mystery religion simply because it had to be, it had to be because the Romans were not happy with it. They weren't happy with the Jews at the time, and they thought Christianity and Judaism were the same
1: thing. Yeah, I mean, in that era, Hmm. we were causing them a lot of problems, and so were the early Christians. Completely unrelated problems, but I guess I could see how they would see them as the same thing.
4: Well, you know, I'm
1: sorry. Go go ahead. ahead. I was going to say, I never thought about the
3: secrecy aspect of it. That's uh, just one more thread in common with masonry.
4: Right. And if you read April Deconic's, um studies about Gnosticism, she is a big proponent of it having a lodge system. So you actually had to be a member and an initiate in order to deal with Gnosticism at all.
3: Okay. Huh.
4: And in early Christianity, baptism was your initiation. If you weren't baptized, you couldn't be a catechumen. And right. If you right. weren't, you know, until you had learned stuff, you couldn't actually be in the Eucharistic mystery. So the, Christianity has that whole mystery religion thing right from the get-go. It's just that as time goes on and it starts to serve the purposes of the
0: state, it takes on a different character. Interesting. So I'm completely ignorant as to where well, we know this. <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah, sorry, go <laughs> ahead, Scotty, sorry. Where Gnosticism broke off at a, what point did Gnosticism break off from, from mainstream either Catholicism or Christianity?
1: I I think it was the other way around, Scotty.
4: Well, well under
0: the split there, either way. There were definitely
4: different competing thoughts as to what Christianity should be when it was first starting out. Because you had the people who wanted it to be Judaism with a Messiah. And you had the people who wanted it to be this mystery religion that involved a lot of Greek stuff. And you had the people who wanted it to be an agent of the state and something that the Romans could adopt. And you could be a good Roman and a good Christian at the same time. And you had all this sort of stuff going on over hundreds of years. So what we're talking about is a huge influx of ideas that didn't get nailed down ever. I mean, even if you look at Christianity today, it's still arguments between all these different ideas that get labeled as heresy in the Catholic Church.
0: Right. So, I mean, so was it broke? Did Did it happen before Martin Luther? Gnosticism? Gnosticism? Yes. Okay. So I haven't before Okay. Now and now just again, I'm ignorant on the subject. Do is the uh Gnosticism is basic is that basically including all the books that were found in Dead Sea Scrolls as well? Like no,
4: Gnosticism doesn't include those because they're a branch of Judaism.
1: Yeah, those were those were our books. (laughs) <laughs> the book of Jesus Christ, then,
0: the book of Judas, the book of Mary Magdalene. Those show up definitely. Those are definitely
4: uh, Gnostic books, and they tend to get okay. included in that. Interestingly, Thomas is not considered a Gnostic book, the Gospel of Thomas. Really? Yeah, I know everybody associates it with that, but as they've done more and more research, they've found that it's not it doesn't include the big, weird uh, cosmology that usually has to come along with Gnosticism okay so hmm. when you're when you're talking about classical gnosticism you get this cosmology of um, the deities are there and they're making their God is there and he's emanating into, into all these different deities and then the world gets created because Sophia makes a mistake and uh, you don't come run into that in Thomas at all okay
0: so like I actually, I'm I'm really interested in those books, those additional books that are found, because I always found it very interesting why the Council of Nicaea decided to leave certain books out and keep other ones in. Um, I'm getting interrupted. One moment, fellas. It's
1: the same so, way that we, uh, same way we you decide can- important lodge matters by a fifty-one percent vote.
6: Quick, uh, you you said the Book of Mary Magdalene was is not a is it not a Gnostic book or was not part of the Dead Sea Scrolls? It's not part of the Dead Sea Scrolls, as far as I know. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was. No. Uh, I
4: think it's in the Nag Hammadi Library.
6: Oh, okay. yeah, it, it's
4: it's in the
5: collection of the Nag Hammadi Library, but I think it was a separate discovery that was pooled in with those. Uh, much like when you read the Nag Hammadi Library in print, like the version I've got. There's actually some uh, uh, scrolls of Plato in there, uh, which obviously is of a different
4: uh, delineation altogether. Right. So the Nag Hammadi Library isn't necessarily a collection of Gnostic texts. It's just a collection of texts that had some Gnostic ones in there. So it depends on how tightly or narrowly you define Gnosticism. And as it is an academic category, it gets pretty narrowly defined. But at the AJC, we tend to take our inspiration from a lot of places. We have the Corpus Hermeticum listed as one of our um, inspirational works as well, and that's actually one of my favorites.
5: Now, Monsignor, throw out the definition of that for those that are not in the know.
4: The Corpus Hermeticum? Yes, sir. Uh, That is a collection of works that are attributed to Hermes Trismegistus, the guy who is basically charged with having created magic and uh he's often associated with the egyptian god Thaw.
1: yes we are quite familiar with uh with brother hermes and the mm-hmm. three initiates uh what you were describing a moment ago i was trying to jot down notes to follow up with later for my own <laughs> personal benefit but that Sounds eerily similar to Ez and the Ein Sof, the the Tree of Life and the Sephiroth, and the the idea of sparks of creation, separation, paths, yeah.
4: Yeah, very, very kabbalistic ideas. So we share
1: that in common. Then the important question I have to ask, how do you feel about Paul of Tarsus?
4: Paul of Tarsus is one interesting That's one way of putting Uh, it. He's he's my nemesis. He, he, He has a wonderful phrase in one of his letters where he talks about having traveled to the third heaven. And that to me makes him at least acquainted with Gnostic practice. He is able to do the Gnostic ascent up to the third heaven, which means that he gets over the moon, over Mercury, and up to the Venusian level. So he's at least a third degree initiate in whatever system he was an initiate in. Yeah. So he's, I think he gets a bad rap because I think the King James translated him to really benefit the King, and so in English he really, really gets a really harsh interpretation.
1: I, I give him very little benefit of the doubt. I, uh, I uncovered more and more as I aged and studied such things that. Most of the beef I have with with Christendom in general isn't really with with Yeshua or Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, really anybody but Paul. Everything that's that 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 it does that nails on the chalkboard thing for me, just, it all goes back to Paul of Tarsus. That's that's it. Like if you pull them out, isn't what's left just Gnosticism? That's that's what I was hoping you'd say, but then you have to go tell me he's an initiate. That that hurts my. I don't think he's allowed to say that.
4: (laughs) He's definitely initiate. He definitely has a Gnostic experience. He's walking down the street, and God comes up and slaps him side the head. Uh, You can't get more of a Gnostic experience than that. Jesus coming to you and saying, why are you persecuting me? That's it. I mean, that's the whole Gnostic transformation right there. Mm
6: -hmm.
4: So... I, I hate to say it, but he definitely fits the definition. He has that divine mystical experience, and then he pursues it. He learns to be... In, he he gets indications of God, and then he learns to pursue them, and, and goes and travels the heavens. That's what he does.
1: Plus all the other stuff. You know, the whole...
4: Well, yeah, he puts his foot in it. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs>
1: Damn. <laughs> That's open. part of
4: being a Gnostic. You put your foot in it all the time.
1: Okay. This John, I'm starting to I'm starting to put pieces together now, brother. I'm uh <laughs> It's all starting to fit. Exactly. This is what John does. Um put his foot in it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean that that's how he ended up on the show, is that's that's kind of what we all do. Uh, I tend to do it in matters well, of religion.
4: I'm assuming, said, John, I'm assuming you asked him a question and he said yes. And that's your first mistake right there. <laughs> you asked him to do something and he said yes.
1: Sort of. Uh, John, I see you talking, but <laughs> nothing is coming through. So. Uh
5: oh. It helps if you're smarter than your technology.
2: Well, there you it's go.
5: This. It does. It would. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Bollocks. <laughs> I was trying to rant and say that. You got to be careful, Monsignor, because the way I ended up being anchored on this show is the same way you're on it today. Is I got a, <laughs> invited on to be a guest once. <laughs>
2: yeah,
5: uh, and they kept calling you, huh? Yeah. No, the guy who invited me ran like hell. Ah! Uh-huh. <laughs> so these, these guys had a, a vacuum.
1: Uh um.
3: oh. In a we, sense, we, 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 well we got up. a couple hooks in him and he has not got away from us yet. Yeah. Well, yeah. luckily, it looks like you've got enough posts at this
4: point, so I don't need to fill in with anything, which is good. <laughs>
1: well, we'll,
4: we'll <laughs> my, lodge wisdom, my, my lodge and their infinite wisdom elected me master. So oh. I don't know what's going to happen there.
1: Woo-hoo. Have fun with that. Um, <laughs> I will. Yeah, I will. <laughs> we've, we've all, uh, well, uh, Jeff's uh, Jeff's about to do the same thing, and the rest of us have, have been there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, have fun with that.
4: Infinite cosmic power. Complete and utter ruling by the code.
1: Yes. That's
2: <laughs> <So> the secretary <laughs> that's says. Exactly. Uh, actually, that's how it goes?
1: <laughs> it's, it's not the secretary. <laughs> right. It's those guys that sit in the north northwest corner. and it's the path uh, Yes, those guys.
3: So, how up. long... Have you been a if you don't mind? Give us a brief history of your Masonic career, as it were. Sure, I I became a mason in 2002 in the small
4: town of Evanston, Evansville, Evansville, Wisconsin. Oh wow! And uh, Evansville, Wisconsin has a lodge called Union Number Thirty Two. Then I became a master mason, went through most of the chairs, and got out before I became master, which was awesome. <laughs> Uh I moved to I moved to Oregon and then uh got involved with Union number 3 in McMinnville. And so <laughs> they however have somehow encouraged me to get all the way up into the masters chair. So
3: you just got a thing for unions or
4: uh, apparently <laughs> Well, at the time that I joined up with them, there was a mason there who was trying to start a esoteric book club kind of thing on the side. Okay. And so I was interested in that, and I thought, these are my kind of people, and then he uh, decided to go off and do some things which the Masonic fraternity frowns upon, and so they kicked him out and... I'm still here.
3: <laughs> oh,
1: rewind a minute. What are these? Th- can you say what these things are? Do they, do they involve I esotericism? I feel like the fact
3: that he said things in the first place means he he, he probably didn't want to say. What they I just
1: they I just want to make sure they're not too similar to things that I do in my Masonic book club. I
3: yeah. Um, they they are
4: were not esoteric things. Okay. They were um, let's say purient. How about purient? That's a good. One. Uh,
1: is, is okay, but that's not helping my concern because I do a lot of purian. He did purian my...
4: things in the lodge with a family member.
1: No, not with family members. <sighs> I don't. I don't have. I don't have that element filled. <laughs> you,
4: know, um, um, you don't know what Purient means. Um, like sexual.
1: Yes, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm very uh. aware. <laughs> I'm a lawyer. Damn it. Duh.
3: So
2: getting back to uh, you know, <laughs> humanity,
3: See, uh, let's 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 talk about you the can book club. That, well,
2: really that would be awesome.
1: No, no, it's good. I I enjoy uh, people humiliating uh, Harlan, me. It's, it's one of my kinks.
5: Harlan yeah, does God. does the does the defense rest finally?
1: Now I'm I'm just getting started. You know I've got a humiliation God. fetish. That's why I have you on the show. <laughs> I'm gonna turn my all camera right, off so now, and uh, you guys.
3: If somebody <laughs> was asking a question. You can't humiliate the guests, Harlan. Only the other hosts. That's that's, that's yeah, no. Ones no I'm more. the
1: one who gets. <laughs> Never mind. I rest. I, I rest. I rest.
3: <laughs>
5: Thank you. <laughs> can't bring him anywhere.
4: <sighs> I can't go anywhere. So even
5: better. So anyway,
3: uh, <laughs> the book club. I've I, I feel like the. Um, Uh, the Apostolic Joanite Church and the uh, Freemasonry have a a very large overlapping circle of leisure reading. (laughs) Indeed. Yes, indeed. Um,
4: I would say that that's probably true, but I couldn't necessarily think of anything besides the Nag Hammadi off the top of my head. Huh. So the actual Gnostic Gospels, um, but there's a lot of overlap just in the symbolism. Uh, okay. Like the the idea of a, uh, a deity that has kind of built everything and set everything in motion and then kind of goes hands off. That is definitely something that uh, the deists and the Gnostics
3: have in common. The uh, clockmaker deity, if you will. Exactly.
4: Uh, there's a guy in Gnosticism who I I'm, don't quote me on this, but I think it might be <laughs> Philip K. Dick, who talks about the Gnostic God as an alien god. And Probably. Other
6: people that, have
2: picked that idea up.
6: Sounds uh, like uh, alien it. as in unknown, or alien as in um, Mormons. <laughs> from uh, extraterrestrial, <laughs> so
4: both alien as in not understandable. So, okay. alien as a a antonym for familiar.
2: Okay,
1: got it. I was I was reverting back to our earlier Mormon question. I was yes. aliens? Maybe that's a more of a Scientology thing. But okay, more of a Scientology thing. <laughs> got it. Got it. Oh wait, we have to beep that out. Jeff, can you? Put a time note down. I want to get sued. <laughs> All <right. Yep>. um,
4: <laughs> Why is Scientology uh, copyrighted or something?
1: I that's they're quite aggressive with their uh, with their litigation. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. uh.
1: All right. So if I uh, if I can't get you to 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 harp on on Paul as much as I wanted to do that, I'm I'm running out of my <laughs> my list of things here. I've done been kink shamed. I've been told Paul is an initiate. What do I have left? So what about this whole uh what about this whole uh, messianic thing with uh Jesus of Nazareth has to figure somewhere prominently for it to be Gnostic, right?
4: Well well, we are technically, technically Jolanites, so you figure prominent prominently into the whole logo, the logos is with, 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 with God and the logos was that
6: Got some serious echo there. I didn't catch all of that. Okay.
4: The, the first part of the Gospel of John, you know, the, the Word was God and the Word was with God. That's more where our Jesus comes in. Okay. We're on Jesus as the will yep. So I not... rather than messianic.
1: Right. Okay, good. That's where I was going. So not as a fulfillment of uh, the Isaiah prophecies and... Okay.
4: Well, so... one of the interesting things that I think people might be interested in with the idea of Jesus in our church is that we don't necessarily view Jesus as unique. Okay. Because, well, hmm. part of part of our idea is that um, everyone contains a bit of the divine spark. So everyone has that logos within them. And you. the logos doesn't necessarily have to reference a particular individual. The logos could be every individual.
2: Okay.
4: The reason that we have Jesus is because he was particularly aware of it, but he is not necessarily unique in that
1: so, <coughs> is this leaning
4: kind of condition.
1: Is this leaning more towards the the I don't want to, I'm lacking for vocabulary in this regard, but like the, the Buddhist bent on, on Christhood that like Christhood is, is enlightenment or similar to it in the Buddhist school that you're following the like example kind of, thing. of Jesus of Nazareth, right. To, to become another Christ. The
4: gospel of Philip says that explicitly that you should not become a Christian, but a Christ. Okay. and. Okay. The, the fact that Christ itself means anointed means that you should be someone who be, strives to become anointed, strives to become Christos.
1: Interesting. I'd, I hadn't thought about it meaning that. My Greek is terrible, but okay. I can see where some overlap might have come amongst early Gnostics and Christians then because, you know, the whole Mashiach thing is, is the anointed one. So right. I could... I. I guess and- I I missed a, a language thing passing <laughs> in the night, huh? Learn something. I'm not supposed to do that on the show. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, it's a danger around me. I'm sorry. That's a, we thought he was unteachable.
5: Congrats.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, when you start when you start talking Greek, I uh, I'm apt to learn things because I understand about zero Greek, and this is from a guy who. I, I know all of the the letters because I used them in school, but not for writing. It was for mathematics.
6: Sure, sure.
1: Um, Yeah, that's the extent of my Greek understanding. So fascinating.
4: When you start getting into this stuff and you start trying to read the scriptures in their original languages, it becomes very, very interesting because a lot of these older languages don't have the fine-grained parsing that English has, where we have four words for excrement.
1: (laughs) true um it's i i'm very familiar there with the are different
3: types of excrement uh
1: there there are there there's one for each of the four four food groups right
4: <laughs> there's it's a class thing yeah
6: Ooh, excrement got
1: it um White cast no that's that's been a uh long favored <laughs> subject of mine with hebrew versus uh well what the guys in my lodge would call the old testament and uh the the translation issues are they're they're abundant to say the least exactly uh, which leads me to ask if you don't have a dependency in your theology on this concept of of mashiach being vested in in Jesus of Nazareth then is there a necessity does your canon even include what what i would call the tanakh or is it all gospel writings.
4: You would you would have to have us have a canon in order for that to be a a question that meant anything. We don't we don't have a canon.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But but then how do you (laughs) but then how do you tell people what to think? Who
2: to hate?
3: How else will they know?
1: How are they gonna know who to hate?
3: We don't do that. It's everybody, right? You hate everybody? I know those guys. Or nobody. No, everybody. No, nobody Bruce, is That's just me. That's
6: no. okay. you're... I'm the outlier. So that's huh. Yes, but that's not because of your affiliation with Gnosticism. That's because
3: you're What's a, your no, affiliation just I'm a with
2: Templar. That's <laughs> because I'm a prick. <laughs> yeah,
3: because I'm York right <laughs> yeah, now. I just it's got a, burned out. It's you don't hate everybody, John. You just strongly dislike them. Mm. And, uh, We
4: have a pretty big association with Templary as well, so that's another reason he's here.
1: Hmm. Wait, so do you guys do cosplay in church? (laughs) Uh,
4: (laughs) Depends. Wait, can
5: we? We, We we, we With
4: cosplay, boas? Do we carry swords in church? Only sometimes. Uh, Do
6: we? What? What do we need a sword
3: in church?
6: You know what? Never mind. Closing the door, Bruce. Bruce. Bruce,
5: yeah. to answer your question, why you would need a sword in church, go ask the Cathars.
6: Oh, that, yeah, that
4: too. <laughs> no, we have a We have a, one of our Eucharistic masses where we have a, a position called the doorkeeper. And the doorkeeper goes up and, and calls the faithful in and then closes the door and seals it with a mystic symbol and a sword. So the sword is right
3: oh. there on the altar, the ritual.
1: I've never heard of such a thing.
3: Very interesting.
1: That's a cool idea, Bruce. We should try that. We should
3: should do something similar to that. (laughs) Maybe just for safety purposes have him hold on to the sword though. Just to kind of
1: Yeah.
3: Well the doorkeeper keeps the sword.
1: That's like you said it it was on on the altar.
3: altar otherwise.
4: It sits on the altar otherwise. Exactly. And there's two altars. Ah, there's the okay. uh there's the Eucharistic altar, uh, which is facing away where the priest faces away from the congregation, and there's a altar of the word, I think it's called, that has the gospels on it and the sword.
1: So if you uh right, Harlan, if you, if you or, let, let your keep, door that be your uh um, <laughs> I sort of the altar.
3: That's all. That's that was my whole point. Move on.
1: Oh, I was going to point out, if you let your doorkeeper have a firearm, you'll yeah. you'll make a convert out of Scotty tonight.
3: <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, <you> well, <would.
0: laughs> to keep up with the times, and I apologize for we, my you absence. Could make that the modern,
4: right? I suppose that would work. Yeah,
0: I apologize for my, my absence. They had uh, all hell break loose here at the house. So um, so <laughs> did I did have child a white
6: like, castle to bed.
0: She did not, but
2: <laughs>
0: my, my wife came home and her hands were cold and she touched her head thinking she had a fever. So we were dealing with that, but she's fine.
1: Um, uh, just just to reestablish some ground rules, Jeff, if you could not use White Castle as a verb, I won't have to mute you. Thank you.
3: It was one of the types of excrement earlier, weren't you? Right. But... Uh,
0: well, One of the other questions I had for you, uh, like you said that there was a bunch of like different, and I probably may have missed this, but I apologize. Uh, So you you said that there were different threads and all kinds of different. uh, It broke off from Christian, like mainstream Christianity, before Lutherism, Lutheran, Lutheranism,
1: Martin Luther. To catch you back up, I don't think it was ever a part of mainstream Christianity. I think it's been a parallel thread that's run since before the whole crucifixion thing.
4: A lot of things things depend on how you define it and where you're looking at it from. So this idea that there was a mainstream Christianity isn't really accurate. Um, It's something that's put out by the churches, but it's not. I mean, it was never united the way that you would think. I mean, it had a centralized administration, but that doesn't mean they didn't keep doing whatever they were doing out in the woods. Kind of like masonry.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. it's, it's a lot like masonry. In our jurisdiction, we have no standard ritual. I like to say that because it makes John's eye twitch. Um, so it really is like, you know, Coven's out in the woods. Just, yeah,
0: it uh, be. Yeah. So... So like there there are so you're so you're saying that there's various orders like because I I, I try to look a couple things up but like Martinism being one of them.
4: Yep, mm-hmm. Martinism is definitely a Gnostic sort of thread, and we have a lot of overlap with clergy and Martinism. Um, it is a, a spiritual self improvement lodge based system. And uh, it definitely has Gnostic elements to it. It focuses on union with the divine and making yourself a better person and all that kind of
3: thing. So, so what you're saying is if somebody called you a pancake-flipping Martinist, you would take it as a compliment? Um, seeing as I
4: have that initiation, I would be certainly fine with it, yeah.
3: Fair enough. <laughs> well, that was, re- that was um, really my biggest question of the evening cuz I versus saving that, like, that to believe it was a negative thing all these years <laughs> I was so wrong
1: that's uh that's what uh Scott has as backstory uh from way back in the after lodge podcast that is what our detractors or our supporters depending i believe it was uh, Tiki
3: Jack who first coined yeah. the phrase
1: People referred to the After Lodge method as creating pancake-flipping Martinists because we were on this whole kick about how you can have the esoterica of masonry and also have a fraternity where you socialize with your brothers at the same time. And he coined the term pancake-flipping Martinists.
4: And I think that would be absolutely perfect. I think I that would be a great description of what we should be striving for.
1: Oh, well, then you have found a uh, homage with us that that's the whole reason we do this show is that's our big promotion in masonry is that you can have both things
4: right Right, exactly there's no reason not to shriners i'm a little eh, i don't know
0: so i so i wanted to actually uh y'all i had something to say uh before we started and i was asked to hold on to it for this meeting and perfect time to bring it up um so we we're, were in Lodge, we had a guy that was suspended for non-payment of dues, and he um, is now in his 70s. He got suspended, I want to say in like 93, something like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, he literally sent cash in the mail to our secretary, and he said that I need to get up on my dues because I want to go to the Shrine. And I stood up and I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I, I was you like You don't
3: know how you feel about him paying his dues?
0: I don't know how I feel about being
6: reinitiated and re
1: brought in. You take the money.
6: <laughs> right. but no, see no, the thing see, is keep in mind his lodge doesn't need the money though.
1: You take the what do you mean you don't need the money?
6: Bloody attorneys. Yeah. So uh, yeah, right. That's that's the uh, here, the adjective that describes him that has some craving money. Because your blue
0: lodge should be first. You should you should be at the blue lodge. You should do things with your blue lodge. You should you should be able to do all the things you do at the shrine with your blue lodge. So that being said, <laughs> I stood up saying I don't know how I feel about this. Granted, on one hand, he's an older gentleman. He was very honest about his intentions. He doesn't even live in the city anymore. Maybe we should just go ahead and take his money so he can demit and go somewhere else. Or on the other hand, I hold on to my principles and say, no, your Blue Lodge should come first. You let the cat out of the bag. I'm sorry. You're still suspended.
3: What?
6: Well, don't don't you have to. You are never going going
0: to be a lodge treasurer. I won't. Well <laughs> What what don't you understand, Bruce? Now you're you're refusing
3: his money?
1: You're not talking about making a new Mason. The, the damage has already been done. You already wasted your initiatic rituals on him.
3: I don't I don't understand what the downside is to him paying his dues, regardless of the reason. Well, him
0: being suspended and then only wanting to come back to go to the shrine.
1: But otherwise he wouldn't come back at all. Like that's that's I was going to
4: say. He's going
0: to demit anyway.
4: Okay. <laughs> well, he's not going to demit. He might
3: transfer. Okay. All right. No, no. Hold on. So there, so he's, there, he's there demitting. are two options here. He said he is. Option one, he demits and Scott's Lodge does not get his money. Option two, he demits and Scott's Lodge does get his money. Those are the only two options, according to you. So what you're trying to
0: tell me is is that the money should be um, pri- priority no, over principles? absolutely
3: not. What, what I'm telling what, you is what that okay. brother wants to do is what should be priority, and he wants
6: to give you his damn money.
1: What principles, though? Like
6: I I I, I agree with your thoughts, Scott. You know that you shouldn't be. You know, what's the, the joining Freemasonry to go to the shrine and whatnot, but. I mean, he's already, he may be suspended, but he's already been in. How long was he in before he was suspended? Was he like in for a couple of years or was he in for a while? I don't,
0: I don't know. I I don't remember. I didn't even. I'm only saying I I don't know how I feel about it. He's most likely going to just be fine and dandy and just, you know, move on to wherever he's going to move on to. And, you know, we've already got an investigation committee together, and if the Lodge wants to do it, I'll I'll be fine with what the Lodge wants to do. But And it just kind of irked me because he just flat out said to our face that, like, no, I'm not ever going to come to your Lodge. I just, you know, I want to go to the Shrine.
5: Well, well, Uh, you should give him points for honesty because...
0: I mean, I do. Like I said, I, 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 I,
5: I've raised a lot of guys just, that never came back because they went to the tribe.
3: I don't get how you think you can be the arbiter of saying what reason somebody wants to come back. Because blue, like, how, how, how be is his reason any better or worse sure. than anybody else's reason? Sure.
1: And and Scotty, if he was petitioning for the degrees, I would I would be singing from your sheet of music.
3: Okay, but, but that's right.
1: that's already been done. Hundred percent. I agree. Yeah. Okay,
6: I'd, well, I'd so- say at best, you know, just exp- you know, express your opinion in lodge, which it seems like you've already done, and allow the ballot box to determine. Yeah, mis- he only
1: needs three fourths to come back anyway, so that's that's gonna happen.
6: I thought, yeah, I thought I- they changed it to suspended was, uh, you know, not if you're
1: coming back to the same lodge that suspended you for non-payment. If it's for not, well, yeah, in our jurisdiction, it's yeah. for,
0: it's for non-payment. Uh-huh. Like, like I said, I'm not, I, I wouldn't drop a black ball on them. Like that's my older guy and all this stuff, I, you know, it, it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way.
1: Well, I, after what I saw this weekend and being rubbed by Shriners, I, I could see how <laughs> you would do that. So, so my story, I was at the Scottish Right reunion Saturday. <laughs>
5: Buckle up, Monsignor. And okay.
1: the shrine, as you know, Scotty, uh, sold their building downtown mm-hmm. and they moved to the old uh, car lot and made a shrine temple out there. And, but for some reason yep. they do this joint ceremonial at the Scottish Rite temple. So I'm at the Scottish Rite early Saturday morning in a tuxedo, by the way, because I was ranting about that in our little hangouts chat. You know, you're a Mason when you're it's seven in the morning and you're in a tuxedo, but I, uh I'm up there. We do a 32nd degree. I come downstairs after getting unmiked and all that, and I'm looking for lunch. And I come downstairs, and there's a brass band playing, and there's Shriners everywhere.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm like, what, who let all these Shriners in here? So I sit down with some of the guys I hang out with Dude, we're like after mice. reunions. Um, we instead grab our lunch, and then we make our way up to the library because it's just too loud for us to talk. So we're hanging out in the library. One of them points out this uh, early, or I guess late 19th century copy of the Egyptian Book of the Dead that we had buried back in a cupboard somewhere. Yep.
6: Back up from your mic just a little bit.
1: So um, that was cool. We were speculating on how much money that print of the Book of the Dead would cost and that the uh, valley had just thrown it in a cupboard. But um, then these bass drums start going off. People in the hallways. And both of these guys that I'm with... Our shriners, even though they're not real active in the shrine, so they both perk up and say, "Oh hell, we've got to get out of here." Me, being the non-shriner, say, "What? Why?" And they're like, "Just put the books up. We got to go." So, put the books up, and I head out. And in the lobby, there's these—I I, I guess you would call them—they're <laughs> dudes that look like Tony. With their mm. guts hanging out, and then the dude, a dude, oh, a dude with a sword, on. and he was, he was like <laughs> his with a sword, and they I, I don't know. Then I left. Some we- things I just can't unsee, but whatever small motivation I might have had to join the shrine, I think is gone.
0: Eh.
1: I, I bolted out of the temple, ran to the parking garage. I don't know that I'm ever going back. I, I might no longer be a Scottish right guy, John. <laughs> their, their memories of my Wait, temple
3: the shrine <laughs> broke you of the sky my shrine, beloved temple yeah. <laughs> has
1: been desecrated
3: it makes sense of that uh, yeah. welcome to my
5: world as your great guy at least you have your own house
1: oh, oh
3: good. is this the
1: kind of stuff they do at ceremonials john is it is it he's uh, normally
3: one of the guys with the
1: yes. sword oh man
5: I like to work it, work it. I like to work it, work. No, I. Uh, <laughs>
1: the
5: only thing I remember about my shrine ceremonial is very heavily packed flashbots going off in front of my PTSD laden ass.
1: Got it. That
2: oh was, wow, that
5: was fun.
1: Yeah, I'm
0: without warning. Well, Harlan, just feel lucky that they didn't enlist uh, ladies over there to do this for you.
1: I, I. <laughs> uh, uh. I don't,
3: yeah. Sorry.
0: No.
5: And uh, Scotty wins for the night. I don't know,
1: y'all. I, I just that's damn some things I can't unsee and, and may does Tony do this? Bruce is Tony Tony's not a shriner, is he? Uh
6: I don't know. I don't think I'm scared he is. To ask I think now. he this, said he's in New York right. But this seems like something he would be, be all about.
1: about. He's like, Wait, I get to I get to just inappropriately scar people. That that's yeah, so that was uh that was why I stopped talking Saturday because I just went home and kind of rocked back and forth and held myself for a while. <laughs> um, anywho,
5: serves you right.
1: Yeah, well we should we shouldn't let Shriners into our temple. It's supposed to be like a sacred space of enlightenment and yeah, Mm-mm.
4: and not Shriners.
1: <laughs> well we we do these I'm sure you guys do them too, these uh joint reunions where you can pay some money and get into the Scottish Rite and the Shrine over the same weekend.
0: Yeah. That yeah, was Luckily pitched to me a, a couple a times. Yeah.
1: So are you, you a know, shriner, what? Monsignor? Are you uh
4: I am Blue Lodge and that's
5: it.
2: Yeah.
4: I I
5: I am probably I would hazard a guess the only Shriner in the AJC. <laughs> And I'm only a Shriner because I lost a bet. I. uh... (laughs) How
3: about that for a reason for Jordan, Scott?
4: Yeah, it works for me.
6: At least it's only the Shrine because he lost a bet, not a Mason because he lost a bet. So
1: (laughs) I I would recommend got the the Scottish Rite for no other reason than to just uh, check it out as it happens, whether you're a member or not. You,
5: Jane, you ignorance! Quit. Wait, what? <laughs> you why? <laughs> you... you're horrible.
1: I just want to top line the petition, <laughs> <There you go>. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have to pay my dues next year.
0: Like I don't have yeah, anything I'm wrong with shrine. Over. I don't have anything any problems against Shriners, man. I, I really don't, because it started out what, it was a clubhouse for for Masons, right? That's what it started as.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is kind of what the Goose and Gridiron Tavern started out Regular as, but yeah.
0: Be. Right. Well, yeah, but... Also that. Yeah. I don't, you know, like I told them even standing up the other day talking about this guy sending his money in the mail, I was like, I got no problem with the Shrine. It's just... I don't know. It should help be here anyway. So, at least in y'all's jurisdiction, you do the,
5: the joint reunion where it's... you get to become a member of the Scottish Right. And the shrine in my jurisdiction, we do what's called the annual big tent event, which was started years ago by a probably about six years ago by a, by a now past grand master. And on the same day, you get to become a member of the craft and a shrine.
3: Mm. Yeah, oh, Harlan, that's fun. Yeah, Harlan. I found a new thing I hate.
1: Well, Dude, so I've
3: half have... my state.
1: They have one, I believe it's in Pennsylvania. Um, maybe not. It might be New York, Robert. where you can you can join the craft, <laughs> the Scottish Right, the York Right, and the Shrine in one big weekend.
6: Oh, <sighs> yeah, that Lord. sounds like a very tiring I weekend.
0: I actually, I wanted to uh, say, I think what's really give, keeping me from wanting to join even York Right or Scottish Right in in our neck of the woods is because I'm afraid I'm going to get a a watered-down version of it, and I'm not going to get what I need out of it. It's just going to be them getting my money.
1: Sir, as uh, long as I am assisting in the conferral of the 32nd degree, you will get your money's worth.
3: It's a very yeah, pest- you've interesting got 400,000 degrees
5: ahead of that one. That... Eh.
6: the Now, you, are you talking about the watered-down version of the degrees, or the meetings themselves because from my experience the meetings themselves don't differ that much from blue lodge yeah from my the
0: from degrees, what i've been
6: it depends on mm. good ahead. go ahead i said in the degree the degrees it depends on which um you know who's putting them on at least I in new york right i don't know i can't say speak for scottish right but
0: right i just you know um I was told that each degree in the Scottish Rite, there is like a whole thing that goes with each one, and certain ones are skipped nowadays by specific um, one-day classes and crap like that.
1: Okay. So, yes, there are very few valleys. Uh, Guthrie, Oklahoma is the only one to my knowledge, although I'm sure there's a couple others that actually confer all 29 degrees when you join the... Got does Minneapolis do
6: that? Minneapolis
1: does. Ah, so, but what I will say is uh, if you're familiar with the works of Albert Pike at all, you will quickly find that he... One of the reasons I like him is we share this in common. He liked to talk. Mm-hmm. A lot. And for whatever reason, he was obsessed with this 33 number so he had to get the degree so that there would be 33 of them. And some of them, I'm not going to say that they're just fillers, but some people might say that and that you can absorb everything you need from the degree through the lecture method rather than the, the stage conferral. Um, I'll, I'll Leave it at that because I'm probably gonna get in trouble for saying that much.
0: Okay, so all right, let's just get down to brass tacks too. So, how much how much is uh, the Scottish Right dues next year?
1: So, in our jurisdiction, if you're under 35, it should be right at 100 bucks.
0: Okay, and under it, the uh, age of 35. I
1: have no idea what the templars cost. i i'm not a york guy
6: jeff wood right uh i'm well i'm not in the templar it is hold on the, the the just just to get the degrees or the annual dues annual dues uh i don't know about the annual dues i know my york body the commandery the initiatory fees is $180 that includes your first year's dues okay and it uh, i think it's 20 or 30 dollars of it is a it's a one time it, it basically sets you up as a life member of a, some charitable side of Templar I, I can't speak to exactly what it is I'm not in the commandery yet
0: so I'm just wondering to kind of figure out how much if I were to join both York Rite and Scottish Right, how much per year am I going to be spending plus Blue Lodge dues? Because some of y'all um, be- make up excuses for uh, with your wives as to why that you spend so much money. But
1: wait why why do you need to join the York Right? We we weren't talking about that.
2: Sure,
6: sure, sure. it's uh, two hundred. If I'm doing my math right, it'd be a bit shy of 200 in this area.
1: We're not talking about that. Just...
6: So, at York, right, would be 200 in no, this area a year? both of them combined. The annual dues would be a bit shy of 200. It'd be about, it'd be a little, it'd be closer to three, three and a half just to get in, though. Gotcha. Uh, well,
0: I bring up York, right, is you know, the only real reason why I want to do York, right, is because of my. Ancestry,
1: ancestry. You're German.
0: No, my uh, my twenty sixth great grandfather, Sir Hugh de Hugh Payan. Payan.
1: Uh,
0: yeah. Man. Oh, there you go.
1: All right. be. So- I
0: mean, that I mean, was a feather on the camel's back to get me, get me into lodge. Uh,
2: uh.
4: Well, if you like Hugh de Payan, then uh, you should definitely join the AJC. He's one Hi. of our bishops.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. That's now we're back to I didn't the know topic that. at hand.
4: <laughs> so <laughs> I was just waiting for my moment. Good our, save.
1: In our email uh, <laughs> earlier, Scott, you, you mentioned that you have a, a Buddhist.
4: Yeah. We have uh, Father John Giulio in Los Angeles, and Father John is a vegan Buddhist. He, uh, that's how he came to Gnosticism is he liked the Christian roots of it, but he is a practicing Buddhist because it's a philosophy and not a religion.
1: Buddhism or the AJC?
4: Buddhism is a philosophy, not a
1: religion. (laughs) Oh. So if hypothetically I knew a, uh, a putzing Kabbalist who's ready to be run out of his synagogue for stirring up trouble... (laughs) <laughs> he probably wouldn't be would home have... there. Harlan, we've you talked would be before Harlan, when you talk
3: about yourself in third person. Sorry.
1: <laughs> me? Causing trouble at the synagogue would require that I attend more than the high. <laughs>
4: <holiday>. <laughs> I'm sure you can cause plenty of trouble just at the high holidays.
1: I, 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 I attend a little more. He can cause me.
4: enough trouble in the
5: bathroom
0: by himself.
1: Uh, I, if people were interested. I can, but we're not going to use White Castle as a verb anymore. We we talked about it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so if listeners were interested in getting more information about the church and, and that sort, do you have any links or anything that they can check out? Because I, I just Googled uh, AJC and a lot of sports stuff popped up. <laughs> Atlanta News.
2: Yep. Atlanta, the Atlanta
0: Journal, Journal of Constitution.
4: Constitution. Yep. Uh, if you're looking for us, you would want to s- search specifically on the word Joannite, and then we're the number one. Uh, if you look for the Apostolic <laughs> Joannite Church, we're number one. If you look at Gnosticism, I think we're number three. If you type www.joanite.org, you come to our Grand Church website portal that tells Which you everything I actually just put, in, put it in, our in our chat. chat. And
1: okay. If you search you for Jim John and I, Hessel, it's like the fifth result. It's right under all those allegations in the paper.
2: Johanite.
1: <laughs> sheep can't talk Johann.
6: like John. Okay. Johanite. It's it's in our hangouts <laughs> chat, Scott. All right, I'll grab it on. I'll grab it there. So yeah, that's how I found it, and you can read all about us.
1: So it's not, and then it's not a good home oh, for the. Uh, for the failing cabalist, then.
4: Yes, it is. Uh, it's a perfect. It's actually, home. A brilliant. We, home. Have, we have no requirements. Hmm. You don't even have to believe what we teach. You just have to respect it.
1: Now, now you're sounding like Judaism instead of the other things. That's a that's more <laughs> of our philosophy of like you know, belief is not a uh, a necessary element of of the religion. You don't have to believe well, it. You just well, have to we, do it.
4: Yeah, exactly. That's right. We have an orthopraxic approach. So everybody in the church does things the same way. But you don't have to believe anything in particular. Um, If you read through on our site, the nine principles, we we have some ideas about God, we have some ideas about how our religion should work. And we have some ideas about people. And we put those down. And that basically guides our entire church. now, it gets more complicated if you become clergy, but if you're just a member, then it's very, very simple and very, very open. I had a couple of practicing Jews that were members of my congregation for a long time. They really enjoyed the Eucharist. What? And then Seder.
1: The the Eucharist? Yeah, the Eucharist. The, it seems the like the most antithetical thing to, to a... Interesting. We'll have to...
4: Well, Gnostic <laughs> Joanite Eucharist is slightly different. That's right. The Eucharist is not a sacrifice of a man to appease a God, an angry God. It is a uh, it is a pulling of the divine into matter, or a revelation hmm. of the divine contained within. So th-
1: there, there's none of this drinking blood stuff then.
4: Well, we say it's my body and my blood uh-huh. because that's what Jesus said, but that doesn't mean what it means to a
6: occur- to a Roman Catholic
1: interesting I've
6: so it's it's embracing more hmm. of the symbology of it it could be yes I mean
4: we even symbolic. You, could, you could take a very sim- symbolic view of it you could take a transubstantiation view of it you could take a completely divine gnostic view of it we don't tell you what it means we just tell you that the ritual is there
1: hmm.
4: and that the presence of God happens during this ritual
1: I'm learning things. So what do? This is making me what uncomfortable. do? Like, I don't like learning on. things.
0: What the What the Have you have you had sat, sit down conversations with Catholic priests about Gnosticism and getting their perspective on, like, what is? Because see, I was raised Catholic. A lot of people oh, were.
1: Their perspective is yeah. to skewer him, like literally with a spear, all <laughs> like like. Yeah. Like Jesus, so be-
0: I was. <clears> I was also
4: raised Catholic, and I have had conversations with lots of Jesuits, and the Jesuits often say, "Yeah, that sounds kind of good. That makes a certain amount of sense." So, yeah.
1: Nobody's going to bring up George Washington now, since we Stop. brought up the Jesuits.
4: <laughs> oh, the ap- 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 apotheosis of George Washington is a great example of gnosticism in
2: action. Thank Love you. <laughs> 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 knew I was gonna like this guy.
6: Y'all knew he was a mason, right? <laughs> no, he wasn't. I've never heard that. I don't believe. He also, a Jes- he, was, he
4: was subsumed into heaven. He didn't die, right?
6: He was subsumed into heaven. That's what the Capitol
4: said. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. Yep.
5: If you look at the dome of the Capitol, that's exactly the story. Yeah.
1: Yes it it kind of it it kind of does. I always just thought some painters. We're using the fumy stuff. and
0: Well,
4: that paint does have a lot of fumes to it, especially with its lead. In yeah. it.
1: <laughs> that's... But it's so tasty. Um, although Washington was renowned for some of his own, um, uh, I will call them esoteric or one. Gnostic uh, encounters. So, yeah, that's.
4: Well, he was definitely a heterodox sort of person.
1: Yes. Um,
4: as opposed to orthodox.
1: And allegedly a Jesuit. So. There's really, that. I
4: didn't know. That. Well, there's
1: that whole like deathbed conversion for Jesuit money thing. It's it's a conspiracy theory that I partake in too frequently.
4: Oh. I'll have to look that one up. I haven't heard that one yet. Oh yes, yes. Uh, and I do like the I do like an occasional conspiracy
2: theory. So
1: good the only reading. the only eyewitnesses are uh, are a couple of slaves and their descendants who were present because they were the ones that got stuck rowing the priest across the river to get to him when he was dying.
0: You know, I catch a lot of shit from uh, Catholics when I ask them who was Adam's first wife.
5: Right. Lilith. Steve.
0: <laughs> Steve. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, right, exactly.
0: they're <laughs> like he's only had he only had one wife and that was Eve what? I said but they what? God made man and woman equal. God bless
1: the internets
0: <laughs> he made man and woman uh, what was it the sixth day and then chapter two it's all of a sudden Adam's chilling in the garden all by himself and he's lonely Where'd that woman go and they they scratched their heads so hard
1: does does why well, I, I I think the uh I think the plurality of deities that you were describing <laughs> earlier Scotts more symbolic, but
3: Scott, you understand marriage as an institution didn't exist then right
1: yeah well. Nor- nor did the law. Who Scott. Who, Nor did who, the law. who married
3: Adam and Eve if they were husband and wife? Well, as was all things, God the McRib. Yeah.
4: Um, didn't to be, be honest with oh, you, oh, did he, he, an did an he come with their ceremony? Like the guy over here.
1: Yeah. Let the priest. In
4: be. order to be married, you don't need an officiant. All you need is the two people. Thank you. See,
1: that is that yes. is correct. Um. <laughs> where I was going is before In the law to
4: be a valid sacrament. You don't, all you need is the two people involved. You don't need an officiant. Hmm.
1: Yeah. And yeah, uh, you
4: only need an officiant when, when Harlan's people get
5: involved. And when I say that, I mean attorneys.
1: Oh, <laughs> that's, why, that's why I <laughs> said <It's> the institution <laughs> of
3: marriage. Well, it's, it
0: it's, well back then, and there was not, you, you, there was no legal contract. It was all religious, like religion. Oh
1: it wasn't even religion so if you're talking adam and eve then that was that was pre-moses that was pre-covenant that was pre it's
4: pre-noah
1: that's yeah. uh i mean you know incest and, and homosexuality and basically everything else i'm assuming would have been fine cuz we were kind of just monkeys wandering out of the garden
0: if it was pre-fall then we didn't know good or evil so at that point
1: yeah that was that was before the Catholic yeah. doctrine kicked in so but doing things that feel good were good okay <laughs> They didn't leave if, the garden until they did you like what Steve's got going on in this corner of the garden and you want to partake of didn't I know they this. didn't
3: leave the garden until after <laughs> just just mosey on over there and pull us up. <laughs> Don't worry about what's behind the high shrubs over there just keep walking <laughs> Wait Bruce, what do you
0: mean?
2: <laughs> what do you mean what do i mean
3: <laughs> you said you said
0: they didn't, they didn't leave the garden until after the uh until after the uh tree of good and evil
1: uh, yep
0: that's right right uh-huh.
1: none of this okay. none of this happened though this is this is all it's uh, i know i'm just so funny to blaspheme uh-huh. i'm i'm <laughs>
6: <laughs> All uh, what was what,
1: folklore? Like that, it's sorry, not Scotty. history.
6: That's the only thing we oh, got. Oh, don't tell Rome that.
1: Uh,
6: and there are at five theory, thousand years old. Rome. Rome. Rome
1: yeah, but but they got it from us. Like those those <laughs> Rome are the doesn't care anyway. Campfire tales, like anything before Moses, is is folklore. It's ah. Uh, uh, that's why I don't feel bad about, you know, talking about Steve in the garden. It's funny. It's folklore. You can do that. Right. So
0: I, I just think it's funny to watch um, cradle Catholics scratch their head when I say who was Adam's first wife and they go back and reread it. They're like, oh, shit. What? Where'd she go?
1: Um,
0: I think what <laughs> was he saying? So
1: oh. I, I what? don't know. I was going to ask if uh, if any modern faith has something that resembles the, the God of mischief, like a Loki or a Maui type figure. Um, Pan because, is flying spaghetti monster. Yeah, Pan is another one. Cause if, if we had that yeah. today, <laughs> that would be called the God of the internet. Um, Because
4: that flying spaghetti
1: monster. Yes.
5: Rest my case. Yeah,
1: yeah. All of the, uh,
5: I'm with Monsignor. It's the Flying Spaghetti Monster.
1: All of, all of the all of the insanity that we get into is just, its ah, oh, the internet. <laughs> In fact, my...
4: I personally love the internet. I think it's great. I, it does I do all well. kinds of strange things.
1: I would have never got to read about George Washington and the Jesuits were it not for the internet. It, that would have been well, suppressed from my knowledge. If it,
5: wasn't for, if it wasn't for the internet, the AJC wouldn't have the span it does, so... Thankfully that's there because
2: that's true. There, uh, true.
6: true. And yeah, if it man. wasn't
0: for Freemasonry, this conversation would never have happened.
6: Also there you go. True.
1: That's that's Can't quite true. That. How does this work after your lodge, Scott? Is this uh do you have like church members in your in your craft lodge?
4: I do not at the moment. Oh. Uh, I I actually live in a very small town and there aren't a ton of Gnostics. And so I uh, tend to focus more on denominational work, like teaching the seminarians, like poor John.
1: So, I mean, do you,
4: I need all the
5: help I can get.
1: Do you guys sit around after Lodge and uh, we'll kind of do what we're doing here at your Lodge?
4: We do. We have what we call an agape.
1: Okay. Um, yes. Like yes.
4: a cafe meal, and we we go to a nearby establishment and have a beer and have some snacks and sit and chat about this, that, and the other thing. But what I've been noticing is that it's primarily focused at this point on um, histories because we don't all know each other very well yet. So we're kind of still in the getting hmm. to know you phase, even after a couple of the years. We've wow. had a lot of cast changes these past few years, and I see. so we're we're we had one guy that took off to bristol to go study shipping routes um so he's he was the it manager at columbia sportswear and decided to go become a historian phd at 50 i'm like wow "Wow." all right go for
1: it that's important uh getting to know your your lodge brothers is is a good idea it's not like being on the show where we just we're, we're like the one-night stand at the bar. We dispense with all those niceties and just uh, drop trowel and have at it. So, um,
4: well, that's one way to put it, from what I can tell. That's,
1: it's, it's what we do here. Um, but, oh, wow. Sorry, I just looked over at our YouTube. Oh, okay, Jeff and Mr. Swampy. Okay, I thought I missed something. Did I miss anything in the, no. the YouTube chat, Jeff?
6: No, just me and Mr. Swampy. Got it.
1: Got it. Okay. So, trying to stay on top of all these moving parts in this uh, this new way of broadcasting. I'm still so a, a little bit of a drinker.
5: I'm going to throw in a question here to kind of cover Harlan while he does whatever he does while we're not looking. Um, okay, <laughs> with regards to all the moving parts within the AJC, what are I know we have a pretty wide breadth of mystery schools that are represented in addition yes. to masonry can you kind of give a cursory overview
4: for those that don't know okay so uh, <laughs> what are you talking about stuff that we run or stuff that people are associated with or members of uh,
5: well i mean a little of both because what we run
4: is one thing and that's good for people to know
5: and the, I, I think it behooves uh people that listen to the podcast to know what we, as an as a church, and I still feel weird saying we, I don't think I have the right to do that yet, but what the AJC accepts or kind of embraces, because you know, we have, as you said, when we had first spoken, a very, I think it was radical acceptance,
4: I think, was the terminology you used. Yep. Radical inclusiveness uh, is definitely something that we're down with. Uh, As an example, I had a gentleman email me about the esoteric um, nature of genders and saying that there's a male principle and a female principle, and then we have a line in our principles that say that we accept all genders. And he was very upset by that. And he said he thought it was a, a creeping of political correctness. And I, my answer was, if you think there are two genders, we accept both of them. If you think there are 35 genders, we accept all of them. That's not the point. It's not for us to say. We accept it. And we're inclusive as to what people come in. Now, we're not going to necessarily support whatever you bring to us because we're the church and we have things that we do and things that we support. And we can't support everything, but we're not going to tell you that you can't support it. We're not going to tell you that you can't think that because that's not our job. We're not authorities in that sense. We're we're the keepers of a tradition. We're not trying to tell you how to live your life. Uh, okay, as to groups that we accept and have members of, we have a group ourselves, which is an initiatory group called the Friary. And the friary comes at this whole idea of Gnostic ascent from a very magical, hermetic point of view, where we're doing practices and energy work and moving, talking to spirits and all that kind of thing. So the friary is part of the church and, and definitely run by the members of the church. The, I shouldn't say it's part of the church. It has a whole separate, uh, what do you call it, uh, hierarchy that, that runs it. And it's technically a separate organization, but it's definitely part, it has been associated with the church since its beginning. There's the Oblates. The Oblates are lay monastics. So they're the people that really want to pray hard and they want to do daily ritual. They want to be definitely committed to the church, but they don't feel they have the chops for clergy or they don't have the time for clergy or they don't have the calling. Um, being clergy is, is definitely a different calling because you end up doing a lot of stuff that doesn't focus on your own spiritual development. And the Oblates focuses on your spiritual development. So you're focusing on yourself and your, your little group of community. Um, let's see. Then we have members who are parts of Martinism. We have members that are Freemasons. We have members that are Odd Fellows we have members that are in the golden dawn we have members that are in the oto we have a member who's a zen buddhist temple he he's in a zen buddhist temple all the time we have people who come to us out of Kabbalistic ideas we've had a couple of Kabbalists come to it um we've got a a theurgic person who is really big into greek theurgy Uh, I know one guy who's really into IFA and into African traditional religions and he's really into our church he's actually in seminary Uh, what else I I can't think of anyone we would have turned away because anybody that would be in a group that couldn't handle us would turn them away from us
1: Scientologists
4: if if you're a Scientologist, yeah, they wouldn't let you join the agency. We wouldn't turn you away, but you would self-select out. And we so, have a lot of that. A lot of people self-select out.
0: So what about? Um, so is the only way for people to get in touch with you is being close to one of the churches, or is there? Ah, I, shake shaking their head. I don't know,
5: uh, Monsignor. <laughs> can I? I'll I'll field this ball quickly. I hate to take it for you, but you I as as a guy who fits that example, the nearest AJC church to me is six hours away in Chicago. Granted, that's where our, our bishop is, if I recall correctly. But that's, correct. that's there's outside of that. My next nearest stop is Colorado, and I'm in Saint Paul. So I mean, there is a wide vacuum of area that i'm in and you don't need to have a member of the clergy member of the church near helps obviously and i think mm-hmm. i like in my area i'm starting to fill that vacuum i think already but it's yep. anybody that reaches out to the church they they get a response and they get a, a welcome and uh very much a, you know, a good solid conversation of what do you, what are you looking for? How can we help you? Right.
0: Okay.
6: And I mean, I'll, 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 I'll throw it out. You know, I, 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 you know, we're, just as far away, and I've actually reached out uh, as well. And actually, now looking back on it, uh, Monsignor, you're the one that replied to my uh, my email. I just I, I found the contact info on the uh, org and just reached out.
4: I and, am the, uh, the first point of contact for the most people that, that email the church. And a lot of people that will send us messages on Facebook, I'm the first point of contact as well. That's kind of my role in the hierarchy. I, I'm the one that drives people with, I mean, I'm the one that tries to pull people in. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, that is true, but the Patriarch
5: does watch the Facebook page. I found that out. Y- yes, he does. He is <laughs>
4: very, very keen-eyed on that.
5: Yeah, when, when I get a Facebook message chat for an hour on my morning bus ride at 6.30 in the morning central, because I posted something <laughs> five minutes earlier, Wait, yeah.
1: You you guys you guys let him post on your official page? We don't even do that.
5: (laughs) Yes, we (laughs) do. I'm a moderator on our page. That is a very recent thing.
4: I I, I posted a question he can't admit people yet.
5: Yeah. Well that's probably a good thing. Uh no, I posted a question on there and it was it was uh admittedly it was in the wrong spot, so it was taken down immediately by actually by the patriarch but then within 30 seconds it got took it got taken down 2 minutes after i put it and within 30 seconds he's pinging me going hey here's the answer you're looking for here's where you should have posted it and then we chatted for like 45 minutes on my bus ride into work back and forth on facebook messenger oh
4: wow it was it was crazy yep he's very internet savvy and he keeps a very close eye on things he has all kinds of alerts that go up when anybody says anything that's even vaguely related to us or gnosticism. <laughs> I am not at all surprised. He's an IT guy by that's, discipline
5: if I remember right.
1: That's good to know so I can no. like No,
5: I thought he was IT. All right, well that's good to know. He's not IT. He's am IT. Oh, so that's, I can, okay.
1: I can summon your patriarch by going on a Facebook rant? That's Good to know.
4: You can certainly try. <laughs> it might work. You, you may not enjoy the experience. Or you might because of the humiliation. Yes.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't kink shame me, John. We were just talking about acceptance.
4: Hey, we totally accept your kink, but we may not take part in it.
2: <laughs> yes, you already <laughs> may not. not. We accept your kink, your shame is your
0: own. That's just, uh, that's his fetish. Yeah, exactly. Uh,
1: if you guys knew my wife better, you might actually believe that. Right.
3: <laughs> so, brother, father, Scott, is there anything you wanted to say while you have this uh, soapbox to do so, puzzle. sir?
2: Mm-hmm. We are reaching tens
1: I... of people right now. Tens.
4: Tens of people?
1: Wow, we, that's we bigger than my usual. We've got a
4: worldwide reach.
1: Okay. You already you already blew the goose, John. <laughs> <laughs> We, we have a lot yeah, of but, listeners, brother. Please uh I, mean, wait, is that what I may Australia have blew the goose. Do? Yes.
2: I
5: I may have blew the goose, but twenty bucks is twenty bucks.
1: <laughs> <All> right, <laughs> anyway. Sorry. Didn't want to interrupt your, your soapbox. <laughs> you you do have a worldwide audience, if not right this moment, uh here in a few days when this uh releases. So by all means.
2: Well,
4: I definitely want uh, our brothers to check out the Joanite Church. I think that one of the things that masonry provides is a, a nice basis for getting together, but there's a spiritual component that is definitely lacking in agree with the that. Masonic institution. And it the Masonic institution, though, encourages people to pursue religion. And if you're looking for a religion that is very low-maintenance, I think the Joanite church would be a very good way to get into it because we're very serious, but we're not demanding if that makes sense. So you can be as participatory as you would like in the Joanite church. And if that's just simply saying, Hey, I'm a member or if that's donating money and walking away, or if that's doing daily prayer, or if that's becoming a monk, we have all of these options for people that they can do wherever they're located. So Admittedly, all of these things take different levels of commitment, but they're all there. And it looks like I lost everybody.
3: No, no, we're no. no,
2: no. I'm all no you're all, okay,
3: low maintenance. I love it. All, like, all the pictures uh, the disappeared, disappeared. All, it. <laughs> all the pictures uh, disappeared. Oh, really? <laughs> <right>. That's unusual. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. no, that's weird. We're still here.
4: It might might be my internet connection. I don't know who's streaming at the moment.
1: No, I uh, we we still have you and uh, our recording still has you. So we're
4: okay. good. Well, that's what I wanted to say is that if it's if you're looking for a spiritual home, give us a check out and see what we've got. And we have lots of seminarians in the pipeline right now. I believe we've got 11, which is the Mm -hmm. most we've had. We've got three in the Midwest. So we're starting to reach out and branch out.
5: Yeah, so I when I got into the seminary, there was nobody in my neck of the weeds. All of a sudden, I'm in Minnesota. Now we got one in Iowa. Now we got one in Wisconsin. So we just started popping up like weeds in the upper Midwest all of a sudden.
1: So we just need somebody in western West Pennsylvania.
4: How uh, I don't know where State College is in relation to you guys.
1: It's uh, further we'll- away
4: than uh, Chicago. <laughs>
1: We'll, we'll get to Mon- that uh off off the off yeah, the bed, senior
5: yes. these guys are are in western pennsylvania much like i'm in eastern oregon really okay yeah <laughs> yes yeah. yes there, there's some context for
1: you we'll, uh, we'll we'll cover that um in the post show <laughs> yeah. so does anybody uh, have anything else for our uh wrapped listening audience I don't think so,
3: Father. I really appreciate you coming on. Um, I love that we could do this. Um, I, 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 I'm going to be honest. I learned more tonight than I thought I was going to.
1: Yeah, um,
4: that's my
5: name. That
2: John's not making all
3: this stuff up.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I thank you for coming on, Monsignor, because they were asking me With questions at least every a way above my yeah, grade.
4: <laughs>
3: I'll, I'll give you that. It's a, <laughs> at
4: least a shared
5: delusion. Yeah, we
3: definitely, as soon as John told us he was he was going into this thing, we started hitting him hard.
4: So, uh, again,
3: Yeah. We, uh...
4: Well, I'm, I am always available for questions. You can reach me at info at org. Send your questions my way. I'm happy to answer.
2: All right.
4: We will do that.
0: We'll have to have you back for a follow-up then.
4: <laughs> Sounds good to me. No,
0: it's... I,
4: I will answer the fives of questions that I get from this uh, podcast. You'd be surprised.
1: Uh, yeah, it may be. It may be more than that. Um, we'll see. So, yeah, we careful we what like, you wish for, it. listeners. Now, yeah. Um, after I mean, lodge is like t- the. Uh, after lodge is the guilty pleasure of many, many a mason. They don't own up to it publicly. It's kind of like uh, guys that watch the Real Housewives. Like you won't tell anyone else about it, but you listen to every episode. <laughs> So wait, what? <laughs> yeah. You heard me, Carla.
3: Is this your way of saying you watch that show?
1: No, no, God, no! I watch far worse things than that. Um, uh, all right, well, later, later, I'll tell you guys about uh, how I discovered Jacqueline Casey, the author, and uh, how that's going. But uh, that's a whole different discussion. So, um. On that note, I guess this is, this is the end of episode 232 of the After Lodge podcast. You can find the show notes for this or any previously published episode at www.afterlodge.com. Find us on Facebook or Twitter at After Lodge. Shoot us an email at afterlodgegmail.com. Hang out with us in IRC at irc.snoonet.org, pound sign Freemasonry. And, of course, you can always find us on the Freemasonry and After Lodge subreddits, and if you want to learn more about the uh, Apostolic Joannite Church, you can find them at joannite.org, dot eorg uh, Send them any questions you might have.
5: Um, or send it to the show. They'll give it to me. Yeah, i give it to the Monsignor.
1: Right it. We'll, we'll happily pass your messages.
5: We'll, we'll bucket brigade it.
1: Somebody will be with All you right. shortly. So uh, until <laughs> next week, brothers – Take care. May the sun shine in your face and the wind be at your back.
4: Later. Thank you very much for having me on. It's Thank, you, Thank you, Scott. Take care.